This is The Rundown, presented by The Runner Washington. Featuring Alex McIntyre and Kyle Paulson. And now, here is your host, the runner Washington himself, Keenan Gray. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Meat Week. We're finally here. Welcome to the Rundown presented by the Runner Washington. In fact, the Rundown has a new home now. We are no longer on SoundCloud anymore. We are officially just on the Runner Washington website. So be sure to check out other podcast episodes at www.therunnerwa.com. Keenan Gray here as always. Kyle Paulson, just us two tonight. No Alex McIntyre, but we got his picks for a later segment. Uh, just rolling along. As I said, it's meat week finally. It seems like forever since the last time we've all been excited for something. I mean, at least in the first week of cross country, you wouldn't think there'd be a meet. But we got something finally this week, and we got three meets to preview for the next couple of minutes. We'll talk about those relatively soon. We'll also look at a couple of alumni that have been doing pretty well. Last weekend, we had a couple of alumnus, alumni, both in cross country, country, indoor, and also outdoor. So I guess all three of the major sports. We'll talk about a couple of those amazing athletes that just had some great races last week. We'll dive into the top 50 girls cross-country rankings 21 through 30, and then we'll finish off the show today with race picks. Kyle, I, I'm excited. It's finally back. We're going to have races this weekend, and we got some good ones starting off with a jamboree featuring, which none of us would expect this in regular cross-country season uh cedar tree classical versus seton catholic and fort vancouver interesting matchup where you got one a one b slash two b school a one a school and i believe a four a maybe a three a school going at against each other uh, what do you like in this race that you see for saturday yeah really excited to finally have a race it's been well over a year now since we've been able to say that i've Fantastic. The great part about the whole COVID restrictions is, you know, we're all going to have similar matchups to this, I think, across the state where you're going to have these lower division schools race against other divisions that you wouldn't typically see because they're not the same conference, but because they can't really go out of town, they got to race who they've got. So I think that's really exciting. Uh, maybe start some new rivalries, cross-town uh, rivalries. Um, I really like with this one, uh, I was just looking at this. The uh, Seton Catholic girls look like they have a, a really strong team. I think. Yeah, I think Seton Catholic is going to be really strong this season. They got uh, four freshmen, um, but they're led by Laura Carrion, who I believe finished third last year in the 1A cross country state championship. But they got a new incomer this year, Alexis Leon, who threw down a 1758 for a 5K as a freshman. Not very many girls at the 1A level can do that as a freshman at, at least at that classification. So that's an exciting group to be looking forward to right there. Um, but when you look at like Fort Vancouver and Cedar Tree Classical, I mean, Cedar Tree Classical is also another good group, especially at the 1B, 2B level led by Susie Johnson, who I think she was 
either second or third in the 1B, 2B ranks a year ago. Um, but right now, I, I think Seton Catholic sits on the upper hand with this race. Now, when you look at the guy's side, it's pretty darn close. I mean, of course, Seton Catholic's got a tight bunch. I believe their five-man spread is at least under a minute. Um, oh, excuse me. Sorry. it was That was uh, Fort Vancouver's spread. That's under a minute, their five-man spread. Uh, with Cedar Tree Classical, their last year's group, their five-man spread is same thing, under a minute. And then this year, Seton Catholic, uh, they're on the outside looking in. But I think between Fort Vancouver and Cedar Tree Classical, that's going to be a good matchup right there. Oh, great. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic to, to look back through this and see where the the Packer runners finish since the teams are such a close spread. And then the other meet we have this week is also the Olympic cross country. They have two meets, the North Division. And then the South Division, Squim versus Olympic. That one, that race in particular, you'll see Riley Pyatt of Squim, uh, top 2A distance girl. Uh, excited to see what she can do. Uh, she's that athletic, and I'm excited to see what she does this year. And then I think the biggest race of the weekend, particularly on the girls' side, will be Port Angeles versus La Jolla. And that's when we see Lauren Larson and Alyssa Becker. And we know Lauren Larson coming back as the top returning 2A girl. And then Alyssa Becker, we talked about our last episode, throwing down that 1752 on the track. That's the real deal. Or, or 1748 on the track. That's a, that's a real deal time. So what, what do you see with that matchup with Larson and Becker in Port Angeles and Cahoya? Yeah, I think it's going to be a really exciting race. Uh, both Lauren Larson and Alyssa Becker and fairly similar times at the state meet and at the Westside Classic qualifying in 2019. Um, I think Lauren Larson has a bit of an edge, uh, just slightly better times, but when they're neck and neck starting to line together, could be anyone's game. Most certainly. And then in the South Division, you have Central Kitsap taking on North Mason. Well, on the guy's side, you'll see Noah Hasselblad, who was a top 2A guy last year, now with uh, North Mason, I believe, dropping down. No, that's Eatonville, excuse me, sorry. North Mason is still at 2A, but Noah Hasselblad is still a solid runner and one of the top 2A guys. Uh, Bainbridge taking on South Kitsap. That's going to be a tight battle between the South Kitsap girls and the Bainbridge girls. And then wrapping up that day is Bremerton versus North Kitsap. Now with Central Kitsap on the girls' side, Maya Nichols, the, the second best 3A girl coming back. Um, what can we expect, at least in these races, coming this Saturday? And that South Kitsap Bainbridge uh, girls duel is going to be phenomenal. I think South Kitsap does have uh, better returners, and they definitely have the edge there. Uh, like I said, we're just looking forward to finally seeing these races. I mean, yes, they're early on, and majority of them are just two-mile, 3,000-meter races, but we're just finally glad to be seeing these athletes getting after it this weekend. So that was our preview for these three meets, and of course – We'll be doing previews every week and we're doing recaps of every meet uh, for future episodes to come along. But moving along, we want to spotlight our alumni. And our alumni did a fantastic job this last weekend in all three major cross-country, indoor, and outdoor. Starting off with this one, and I talk with you personally, Seahomes Colton Johnson, who is from my neck of the woods in Bellingham, was first at the UW preview for 3K, running the eighth fastest time this season in the NCAA's 7.56. That's a really good time to start off the season and would earn him All-American honors. 
Also at the UW preview was Glacier Peaks' Ethan Willems, uh, state champion in the 400 meter in 2019, would have won it probably again in 2020 had we had a season, uh, was second overall in the 400, ran 48.29, I believe is about a second off of his personal best of 47 seconds. Uh, one professional athlete got after it, and it was her first race, and I don't even know how long, but she's coming off an injury that a lot of people didn't believe she would be able to get back to where she is, and that's Hannah Cunliffe, who graduated from Federal Way, ran at the University of Oregon, national champion, finished second at the American Track League in Fayetteville, running 7.26 for the 60 meter. Down in the uh, Valley of the Sun, I guess what you call it, Jackson's Joseph Skoog, who now represents Grand Canyon University, he was third at the Silver State in the blue race down in Las Vegas ran 2434.4 for an 8K, and in fact, was actually just named WAC Athlete of the Week. So congratulations to Joseph Skoog. And also another shout out for Cannon and Gotti, also breaking 25 minutes for an 8K. And it's his birthday today as well. So happy birthday to him. Um, but to run 25 minutes, under 25 minutes for an 8K as an 18-year-old, Kyle, speak on that a little bit. Oh, it's just a credible time. I was talking to my buddy, Ran for BYU. He didn't break 25 minutes for the 8K till he was 25 years old. Uh, and he was a guy who was low 14s. I believe he also broke 13 in the 5K and outdoor. So, you know, come this spring, once he gets outdoors, we can see some really incredible times from uh, the two, the Cannon and the other GCU athletes. I, I think GCU is also a program that's on the rise in the West region. It may take a couple years because they are getting some really, really talented guys and girls, but they're just really, really young right now. And so they're not as experienced as those that are like in the PAC 12 ranks or even here at like Gonzaga or any other school on the West coast. Woodenville's Luke Hauser and Mount size Joe Wascom had their debut for the university of Washington Huskies at the silver state in the yellow race down in Vegas, Hauser ran 2336.7 for an 8K. Wascom was 23.4 or 2348.1 for his 8K. Huskies placed third behind a really, really talented BYU team in Northern Arizona. And this is not even related to Washington, but what, how about that finish with Connor Mance and Nico Young in that race? That was a phenomenal finish. And Nico Young, he's the real deal. He's, even though he's a freshman, there's, there's no fear in that kid whatsoever. Oh, yeah. I mean, true freshman going right after competing with one of the NCAA's best runners in uh, Connor Mance is, is phenomenal. I mean, obviously, they know what they're doing in NAU. They've won, was it two national championships in a row before BYU got them last year? Uh, they know what they're doing, and I think they want to win another one here soon. And it was, it was special to watch that because we, we all know, even if – you're not from Washington. You know who Nico Young is. Like Nico Young is is one of the next greatest runners, and he had a huge statement in that race down in Las Vegas. Another athlete, Kings High School's Naomi Smith, won the 2018 1A state championship. She finishes uh, sixth and at the Silver State in the yellow race in Vegas, her first ever collegiate race, and that was a pretty impressive performance by her, running 2004.7 for a 6K. Uh, someone who I believe ran 16 under, uh, I know she broke 17, but I had, I want to say she ran 1640 something on the track before heading down to UW this last spring. Um, she's personally one of my favorites to watch because I grew up 
in the same district as her, watched her race and just watched how dominant of a runner she is. So, of course, the Huskies know how to recruit local kids like herself to come run for them. And the future is bright for her. And it was also another um, standout Washington athlete that came from the same district, Andrea Markazic. Uh, She was, I believe, fifth on the team in under 21 minutes for a 6K. And then recently we had Brian Martinez Jr. uh, not make a debut in track and field for Grand Canyon, but won the 1500 meter, his first ever collegiate race running, get this, four minutes four minutes for a 1500. It's a legit time and probably converts to like a 415, 416, but not a bad uh, outdoor track and field race for him right there. What do you think about that performance from Brian Martinez? I'm sure he's kind of kicking himself for not making it a little bit under four, but I'm sure he's really excited. Fantastic times. It's kind of difficult right now keeping up with everything with indoor race and cross country going on, trying to see who's racing where or what. So you know, phenomenal time. Can't wait to see what else he can do. I bet by the time outdoor comes, he's going to be low 350s. It'll be great to see. And that was our alumni spotlight. We're, we're always proud of our alumni from the state of Washington just to see what they could do. And uh, we actually have another couple races this weekend. I know the Zags are getting after it on Friday down in Eugene. We'll see the couple ladies, Zag, Claire Manley, Kristen Garcia. Kristen Garcia, former 2A state champion for the Cedar Rolly Cubs. And then Hannah Cunliffe is getting after again in the 60, or I believe the 200, uh, 60 and the 200 on Sunday in Fayetteville again for the American Track League. Top 50 girls cross country rankings. We're almost getting there, folks. We're almost done with these. And here is the countdown. Coming in at number 30, Ashley Reek of Lake Stevens. 29, Caitlin Brar of Anacortes. 28, Campbell Baker of Kings. 27, Sarah Merkin of Holy Names. 26, Mary Alice Mitchell of Washington. 25, Teresa Barnhart of Tahoma. 24, Lily O'Donoghue McDonald, Seattle Prep. 23, Laura Carrion from Seton Catholic. Already mentioned her. Riley Pyatt of Squim, number 22, also already mentioned her. And rounding out at 21, Ellie Baxter of Snohomish. Of these 10 individuals, Mr. Paulson, which one stands out to you the most? Obviously, Lily O'Donoghue McDonald. Uh, we spoke about her in our 3A preview ooh, when we thought we'd have a fall season. Uh, she's a gal. Her brother, Max O'Donoghue McDonald, uh, was second at the 3A meet and was a Boise State alumni, go Broncos. I think she's going to do phenomenal. I think out of this whole group, she'll be one of the top dogs to outperform it, maybe even finish in a top 10 over on Washington. I pick her to be somewhere in the top three in the 3A race. So I think that gets you a little bit higher than, than 24th. That's uh, my opinion. And next, uh, Ellie Baxter from Sohomish, uh, phenomenal time in the 1917. She did earlier this year with COVID. I'm sure knowing that she, there's going to be spring season, season she's going to put a lot more work into it. Uh, someone I'm really looking forward to watching again and, Last year, she wasn't able to race at the 1A state meet because she had a broken ankle, and that was Campbell Baker of Kings. Um, as I talked about, she was a very she was a crucial piece to the Kings Knights run at another 1A state championship. And we know how successful the Kings Knights have always been. Always, I mentioned Naomi Smith, one of the being, being the best runner probably ever come through a program. But uh, Baker was starting to make a name for herself, and 
she was a game changer for the Knights. And when, when she went out, that ruined the Knights' chances of winning a state championship. So when Campbell ran 1841.4 at Nike Hole in the Wall, that's not messing around, especially since she was able to beat previous podium finishers from past state meets. So even with Naomi Smith graduating, I, I think Kings is going to be fine this season with Baker. And in that district alone, I know that Kings is moving to a different district in the near future. Um, but there's a lot of good schools down in that shoreline Seattle area that I think that's going to give her some good competition. If Kings were to race against other schools like a Blanchette or a Seattle prep or a holding names or something along the lines of that. And then another athlete I'm looking forward to, and I, I mentioned it squims, Riley Pyatt, all around great athlete sprints, distance jumps, you name it. She can do it all. Future deck athlete. Yeah. I think someone, she's someone who could, who could be a decathlete going into college, but I mean, you run an 1838 and place pretty well in a pretty stacked field from last year's two a state race. Not going to complain about that whatsoever. Um, there, there's no surprise that Riley Pyatt's going to be ready for this spring season with, even with COVID going on and knowing her, she, She's a very determined athlete, and she wants to be better than she ever was uh, the previous year, just like most athletes want to be. So those were our rankings for 21 through 30. And to wrap our show up today, it's a little bit of a short show today because we don't have our correspondent Alex McIntyre with us, uh, but we'll just go right into it. We're going to do race picks, starting off with the Cedar Tree Classical, Fort Vancouver, and Seton Catholic Girls. Uh Kyle, who you got in this one? And like we mentioned earlier, the Seton Catholic girls just have that incredible depth. I think they definitely got it handily. And even though Alex cannot join us today, he submitted his picks. He's going to go with, I believe, is the Seton Catholic girls. I'm in the same boat as you two. I'm going to go with the Seton Catholic girls, as I mentioned, a very young and talented group. And I'm curious to see what Alexis Leone could do in her first ever high school race. And of course, Laura Carrion uh, just keeps keep doing what she's doing and becoming one of the best runners in all of 1A. Next on the list, North Mason versus the Central Kitsap Boys. We're looking at an individual matchup. We're talking Noah Hasselblad and Cal L. Drummond. Kyle, who do you got in this? Time-wise, looking at comparing the two, I think Noah Hasselblad has it, though – I want to pick Kal-El just because of his incredible name. I think that I'm, that's awesome. I hope he wears Superman socks. I'm going to go with Kal-El. That's my pick. And Alex goes with Hasselblad. Uh, I'm going to go with Hasselblad. Ran a great time on a very hard state course. Um, and as Kyle, or not Kyle, and as Alex mentioned in his notes, Cal ran a decent time on one of the fastest courses in the state, which I presume is hole in the wall. Next up, that course is short. <laughs> you would say that if you're an East Sider, wouldn't you? Next on the list, Bainbridge and South Kitsap Boys. Uh, a pretty important matchup early on for Sean Westerhout as he takes on Jacob Rowden. Who are we taking? I'm going to take uh, Jacob Rowden in a kick. Did it come down to the wire? And he's going to he's going to just sneak past. Pick him with the upset. Well. As Lee Corso would say, not so fast, my friend. I'm going to go with Sean Westerhout on this one. Uh, and same with Alex. He'll pick Sean Westerhout as well. Bainbridge versus South Kitsap Girls. This 
But give me give me your pick. Oh, South Kitsap for sure. Again, I think they just have that better overall depth. I'm going to go with South Kitsap as well, and Alex went with South Kitsap. Biggest matchup of the weekend, we talked about La Jolla versus Port Angeles girls, Lauren Larson versus Alyssa Becker. What we got? Well, like I said earlier in the show, I think Lauren Larson has it. They do both have very similar times, PRs, but uh, Lauren Larson, when compared to similar courses, has just a slight edge over Alyssa Becker. Alex goes with Lauren Larson. She throughout her entire career, she's been consistent. <clears throat> Excuse me. She's been consistent throughout her entire career, and she's just waiting for that spark to finally get that recognition she deserves because she hasn't been able to, I guess, perform or get the chance to win a state championship. Now, obviously, she won't get that chance this year, um, but she still has a lot to prove. I'm, like I said, I'm going to, or I guess I haven't said it yet, I'm going to go with Larson. I just think with the experience, her being a senior this year, I just think that, and I think she's got a little bit more speed than Alyssa Becker does. So I'm going to go with Larson on that one. And the final one, the Clahoya versus Port Angeles boys. Who do we got winning this one? Yeah, just I think where this really lies is where the pack is at. Uh, I think Clahoya has a better overall pack from their number three to seven runners. Uh, they're one, two, very similar. They're even then. Clahoya's got a bit of an edge. And they're three through seven, really. They bring it home for them. Alex goes with Clahoya as well. I'm going with Clahoya. I think they are one of the oldest teams in the entire state. I think they have like six seniors coming back this year. I mean, if you're looking at that list right there or something like that, am I correct, Kyle? Yeah. 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 They got a lot of seniors come back this year. So I'm always going to take the experienced teams over those that don't have us that many seniors. So those were our race picks. Perhaps we'll be wrong. Perhaps we're right. Well, who knows? We don't care. We just want to see some racing this weekend, and we're going to be looking forward to that. Kyle, I want to ask you before we take off, what was always your favorite part about having the first race week? I think as an athlete, you're, you're, you know, you have some great workouts, maybe a couple of time trials here and there, but once you're under pressure and the gun goes off, it's a completely different game than what you do in practice or in, in time trials. So uh, you got the school jersey on, school pride, you got other athletes competing against you that you want to beat. So my favorite part is just kind of you know, the pre-race nerves and wondering what you're going to do and then crossing that finish line knowing you give it your best. So happy that other kids across the state get to finally get that. I know for me, I was always nervous before a race. Like I always got butterflies in my stomach. Like once I stepped in line, I'm like, oh, geez, I don't know if I want to do this. But once that gun went off, I was like, all right, it's game time. I'm ready to get after it. And I think that's what everyone's mentality is this week. Everyone's going to be super nervous because they haven't raced in such a long time. But once that gun goes off, it's anybody's game. And we'll see what happens on Saturday. And we're looking forward to what happens on Saturday. So final thoughts for this show today, Kyle. Obviously, it wasn't as long as it usually is. But, I mean, we talked about previewing these meets. We talked about our alumni. We talked about the top 50 girls. Which um, section of this ep- sections of this episode stood out to you the most? I like the predictions. I think we need to um, decide. We all picked pretty much the same team. So I, we need to get uh, some more controversial picks going and argue it out. But we all pretty much picked the, the same amount or the same teams. But just excited to see some 
how people are going to do post COVID. I'm sure there'll be plenty of our picks who will love to prove us wrong because they just work their butts off over this kind of zero dog 30 training period without any races. So looking forward to that. What about yourself? Uh, for me, I, like you said, I like the picks part, but uh, just acknowledging the alumni and what they did, like the fact that we still care about what they're doing. At least I care still what they're doing afterwards. Um, I'll be talking with Hannah Cunliffe in an interview on Sunday after her race in the 60 and 200 on Sunday. So it'll be a cool Super Bowl Sunday interview with the runner Washington special and talk with her about her comeback and how she has gotten back into the racing scene and perhaps maybe potentially get an Olympic berth this year. So I, I just think talking about the alumni and acknowledging them is, is the right thing to do, is the cool thing to do, and it shows that we still care about them and that there's Washingtonians from uh, day one to all, all the way out. So props to our alumni and congrats to all those that have been doing so well through COVID and just doing all the safety precautions, especially in the universities. Like they're, they're sacrificing a lot to be able to race and get after it again. And I think if we miss anybody, you know, shout us out on the, the DM say, Hey, you forgot so-and-so who may not get much love because maybe they're in uh, uh, junior college or community college D1 or D2, D3. So love shouting out the alumni. Yeah. Never hesitate to message the runner Washington on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Let us know what is going on in the world of running related to the state of Washington. As I mentioned, this is going to be a fun week. I, I'm looking forward to seeing what athletes can do, and I'm sure we're going to see some good stuff. I, I, I truly believe that we're going to see some good stuff. And then, of course, next week, a lot more races coming our way. So we got plenty of weeks to look forward to for, the, for cross country, and then track and field starts up pretty soon. So we'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks and months. For Kyle Paulson, myself, Keenan Gray, this has been the rundown here on, I guess, the Runner Wah website now. Uh, for more information on the Runner Wah or where you can find stats, highlights, analysis, basically anything related to high school track and field and cross country here in Washington, visit the website www.therunnerwah.com or be sure to follow on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Meet week, everybody. We're looking forward to it. Good luck to everyone out there. Get after it and have a great time. Thanks for tuning in. We'll hope to see you guys back 